Hey listeners, Raina Rikiki here, host of the podcast You Betcha She Did. It's hard to believe, but we are in the end of May of 2023. This season, we have had an amazing array of women on to share their dreams. And like they say on the Cream City Dreams podcast, each of these women has whispered their dream out into the world and it has become a reality. We've had flower farmers to writing coaches to leaders of the UW Women's Institute. We've had entrepreneur whizzes, coffee roasters, and people who have dance companies where they whirl and twirl in the sky. It really is a multitude of women. And as we wrap up season three today with Christine Axe of the Pivotal Collective, I want to just let you know that we're not going to end. Summer's coming on and we'll continue, you betcha she did, into the summer, but we are going to take a slower format where episodes will come out every two weeks instead of every week. Um, As you know, I am a mom of two wonderful kids and when school is off, I gotta slow, I gotta slow my game down. There's just a lot going on and I don't wanna miss out on the summer fun, but I wanna keep the show going. So look forward to new episodes of You Betcha She Did every two weeks in the summer. And then once school picks up again in September, we will continue our weekly episode bringing you news of amazing women all over Wisconsin and the world. And now to our show. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome back to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today, my guest is a Sheboygan native who now lives in San Diego, California. She has lots of experience in the fitness and nutrition realm, uh, specifically in coaching. And recently, she has um, transferred that knowledge to start a coaching business called the Pivotal Collective. And it's a space for the givers of the world to give to themselves. That right there speaks to me. Let's welcome Christine Axelson to the show. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much, Raina. I appreciate it. It's great to have you here. For those of, of us who aren't familiar with the Pivotal Collective, tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it is, gosh, it's an ever-evolving space. So what I say today could very well change two months from now. But what it is currently is it's actually a uh, collective community that I'm building where we can get together and really feel seen and also see other women at the point of their life that they're at currently. And it's so amazing. And it's hard to explain this without ever being in a space. So I'll try to explain it as much as I can, but it really is something that's to be experienced. But there's something really amazing that happens, whether it's virtually or in person, when you get a group of women together who are just willing to be in any type of discomfort without trying to fix each other or change anything. And what's interesting is that it can really easily come across as like an advice giving group. So we do a lot of live events via Zoom. I've done one in-person event in Sheboygan, which was really beautiful. But the purpose of it is not so much to give and receive advice, but to more so just be able to witness ourselves in another and to share really a humanness that we don't get to be in 
in our society today. And it's really incredible what happens within us when we can just be in that dynamic together and the connection that's built and the confidence that's built, being able to be in a space with like-minded women who are going through very different, but also very similar things. So the collective aims to bring that into sight and give us opportunities to really be in that together. Cool. I like everything you were saying there. And, you know, it kind of got me thinking since your um, coaching is for women, at least at this point, is there a certain theme that you see women needing to embrace or overcome again and again? Oh, absolutely. I, man, there are so many and honestly, things that I still struggle with myself. I think it's really important to notice in these moments for anyone who's worked with a coach or a mentor that, you know, that person isn't, doesn't have it figured out, right? Like there's not someone we get to idolize and go, oh, eventually I'm going to get to that point. And I think that that's a really big theme with women in particular. It's this thought of I'll be happy when, or I'll be content when, and the when is right now. And it's being able to be in our experience today. And so I think that the elements of just learning to be more compassionate with ourselves, you know, we hear these phrases of things like, how would you talk to a friend, you know, talk to yourself that way. And it's so easy to say that. And it's so tough to practice. And it really is this consistent, you know, just being in a moment with another woman to be able to, to witness that and then go, oh, do I actually treat myself that way? And so there's so many themes, but I would say those are some of the biggest ones for sure. Yeah, that is um, 100 million percent true. It is so much easier to tell your friend that like, oh, how would you want to be treated? Or how would you want your daughter to be treated? But then to practice that, that compassion. I don't know. Why is that hard? I don't know. Is it something in society? (laughs) You know, I think partially, I think also, and this is a whole, we could deep dive into this for days, I feel like, but you know, we all experience different emotional reactions when we're in situations. So when you're watching someone else in a situation and you yourself are regulated in your emotions in that moment, you're able to think clearly. You can give some piece of advice or give some piece of compassion because you're not personally in the fire, where when you are in the fire, it's this constant what do I do? How do I do it? We think we have to react really quickly. And that's when our our patterns come up, kind of the way that we've learned to live our lives. And we all experience that very differently based on our past and based on our present. And so I don't think it's, it's not necessarily a fault within us. It's just the way that our body responds to threat. And so when we are in that threatful, threatening, excuse me, I'll restart that. When we are in that threatening situation, we just don't have the capacity to meet ourselves with that as much until we create the practice of doing so. So it's like we think we should just be able to do it, but that's just not how the human brain works. It's designed to protect us. So it's really interesting when we start to notice that and learn to do that in a group environment, how we start to see those patterns within ourselves. And that's when we get to actually shift them. It's when we notice them and then practice kind of coming out of it that makes the biggest difference. Okay. Yeah, that makes makes sense. You know, it's like you have to hold up a mirror to yourself by looking at others. And then you can start to rewire your brain to handle those situations differently. Which, you know, as we look at brain research, all of that is very possible, but it does, it takes practice and time and those like light bulb moments for it to click together. Exactly. I love that you use the word mirror. I, I, use that all the time to explain it because it's so true. And we're all mirrors for each other in different ways. And so it's just really interesting how 
when you form bonds with other women that you didn't know before, you do start to notice those things more within yourself, specifically things that maybe make you more uncomfortable. And it really is just all insight into ourselves from one another. And that's such a beautiful thing and very unique, really. Let's switch gears. Actually, let's pivot to talk about the yes. word pivot, if we may. <laughs> Please, um, I would love that. I, yeah, pivot, you know, uh, humans as general don't like change, but pivoting and changing your direction can be so beneficial. And I understand that in your career, you've had lots of pivots. Let's Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so funny. You're just bringing back this memory. I haven't thought about this for so long, but the name Pivotal came to me. I woke up one morning. It was it was in the start of my business when I was doing fitness and nutrition. And, you know, we all think about like, what should I name my business? And we think that like the logo and the brand colors and all the fun things as you're starting a business, it uh, it didn't actually come to me as like this thought out process. I kind of woke up and I was like, oh, pivotal, like this is it. And I could have never imagined how much I would have to personally pivot in my business. And it's so funny that that just happens to be the name of it. But I started out, as you mentioned in my intro, um, in fitness and nutrition. And I really thought like if I could have wrote out my five-year plan, I would have said that I was going to do personal training in person, nutrition coaching in person. Um, I started during the pandemic. So I really noticed this need for us to be you know, moving our bodies and nourishing ourselves. We were all stuck on screen and stuck in the house and whatnot. And so as I started going through, you know, 2021 and the pandemic lasted way longer than any of us could have imagined, those in-person experiences just weren't an option for me. And it really forced me to notice what was going well and what I was really enjoying working with my clients and what I wasn't enjoying. And though I do love fitness and nutrition in their own sense, and of course, they're required for us to live a, a healthy life in different ways, it just wasn't lighting me up. And it wasn't... Gosh, it was it was this moment where I felt fulfillment in what I was doing because I was proud of myself and I knew I was helping women. And at the same time, I was like, there's just, I feel sticky. Like there's something that just isn't right. And so I started to explore mindfulness training. And I think the biggest pivot and the hardest shift for me really was about a year and a half into my business saying, you know what? I'm no longer offering fitness and nutrition at all. Like I was holding on to this little piece of it because I knew I could be successful in that when in reality, my soul wanted to search elsewhere. So there's been a lot of little pivots, but the biggest decisions of, okay, this doesn't align for me and I'm not offering this anymore has by far been the toughest and at the same time, the most rewarding and has helped me really find myself. So it's been interesting to go with that flow to say the least. Yeah. 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 It it is hard to turn away or shut off um, an income stream that you know you can be successful at, but in order to pursue a passion where you're like, I think it's going to work. I hope it's going to work. But you know, my heart's lighting up and I want to try it. Uh, So I don't know, high five for doing that because that is not easy. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Besides being the host of You Betcha She Did, I am also the brains behind the Ladies First digital media company, which amplifies women's voices through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you are a woman business owner, a coach, or a thought leader, you should seriously consider starting a podcast or YouTube channel to grow your business. This is a surefire way to find and grow your niche audience, and there's no time like the present to get started. As an experienced YouTube and podcast producer, I can help you launch your show, manage it, as well as help you grow it through proven strategies. 
If you want to know more, set up a 15-minute discovery call with me, Raina Rakicki. Check the show notes for the link or visit my website at www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Now's the time to get your voice out there. Are there a certain series of habits that you practice that kind of help you, you know, tune into your inner voice or just um, follow the right direction? Absolutely. And this has evolved over time. I... I used to, it's it's so fun to revisit this and think of how this used to look for me and how it looks now. Because when it comes to habits, of course, I think I think so much of the time we just think that we create a habit and it sticks the same way forever and it always serves us in the same way forever. But when we're evolving and when we're growing, our habits get to evolve with us as well. So when I first started out and I was really discovering and just really figuring out what felt good to me and what didn't, I was huge into journaling. I mean, I would journal. I was that person who would just write like four pages and it would just completely go onto a piece of paper. And I've evolved that a little bit to the point where I now know that journaling is a habit and a tool for me when I need to really release something. Or if there's a lot on my mind that's weighing me down, I'll turn to that. But when it comes to looking inward, I actually practice two times a month. Um, I decided to sync it up with the moon cycles, which has been really fun for me and actually not something I've really shared publicly. So this is fun to share this with you today. But I learned that the daily ritual or the daily meditation, I can do like five or 10 minutes. But what really serves me the most is sitting with myself for about an hour or two hours. And I just choose the new moon and the full moon because it happens every single month. Like there's a time frame. I I know that that's my space to do that. And it really does give me something to lean on. And so I think the, the biggest thing I've learned in the habit formation of connecting inward is don't expect the one thing to work for you forever. Allow yourself to experiment different things. And if you're not someone who can sit down daily and because you can't do that, you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to do it at all. Try once a month and then try twice a month and just know that those moments make all of the difference. It, it doesn't have to be constant for it to be consistent. And that's been one of my, my biggest learnings when it comes to habits and connecting with myself in that way. That's great advice. Just start small and don't be, yeah, don't rule it out just because of some prior notion you had that, oh, I like this or I don't like this. It's not so binary. It just kind of see, see where you're at. People change. I mean, I've, I've definitely experienced that. What I liked 10 years ago is very different from what I like now. So since this podcast is primarily geared towards um, women entrepreneurs, women leaders, women interested in wanting more out of life, um, what advice do you have for them, you know, as a business owner, like, you know, what's a problem that you've solved and you're like, wow, I want to share this with people just to have them remember it as they go on their own journey? Yes, I love this question. Honestly, what's coming to me right now is just be in your moment right now. Like you have already worked so hard and I know it probably seems like there's so far to go and there's so much to do and so many opportunities and so many kind of ladders to climb as you're building your business, but nothing is as good as it is today. And we're always seeking something better and we're always seeking the next best step. But I think what we miss in that is when we're constantly seeking something that's forward from us. It's, it's kind of like that I'll be happy when concept. You know, we never find the when if we're never in the now. And what I've really learned, and I think one of the biggest problems I faced in the beginning is that I was always reaching for this bigger thing or more clients or more money or more exposure. And 
when I was seeking that so aggressively, it never came to me. And it was in the moment that I finally said, you know what? Everything I'm doing right now is enough. I'm enough. Everything I'm offering is enough. And it's not to say that we can't seek more or have goals. All of that is extremely important, but we can't miss the dynamic of what we've already created in this moment and expect ourselves to move forward with any type of joy in our business. And there were just so many mornings I woke up where I would think, you know, this is my dream. Like I chose this for myself and I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I don't want to go on with my day. And why would I have a business if that's my experience? I should just go work for someone else. And um, I feel like that can sound harsh, but like if that's your experience, right? Why are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So be in the now, you know, and appreciate every single moment that you're in today because that appreciation is what builds what's really meant for you. It's not about always the long-term vision. It's about where you're at in this moment and how you get to move yourself forward from that place. Woo. That is some good stuff, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> My drop. <laughs> I know. Boom. No, it's true though, because yeah, I mean, you, especially when you start a business, you do have lofty goals and aspirations and it, of course it doesn't go the way you want. That's like a classic entrepreneur 101. Um, but you have to decide, yeah, is this, do you like the journey? Is it worth where you're at in regardless of where you end up? And if it's not, yeah, like, well, then you do have to pivot. You have to change and stop waiting for that win because that win might not come. So true. And I think too, there's so much power in, you know, to the patterns point, you know, noticing what makes us most uncomfortable. Like for a long time, uh, this is this feels vulnerable for me to admit, but I I didn't follow any other coaches on social media because I was not confident in what I was offering. And in that moment, I could have taken a lot of different paths. And the truth is, I had to notice that discomfort. Like it wasn't fun in that moment, and I didn't like feeling that way. You know, judgmental and weird. And I'm like, oh, what's happening inside of me? But it's those moments. And I think being an entrepreneur, especially as women, it's such a beautiful way to learn about ourselves. And if we can just be with that discomfort a minute and go, okay, what's actually here inside of me and move forward from that. It's just, it's life-changing, not only in business, but also in your personal life. Yeah. 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 I actually just had a conversation with a friend today about that exact same thing. She was looking at like, not a competitor, but someone in the same field as herself and just kind of went down a downward spiral of like comparing and I'm not doing enough. And, you know, just went, went to a not good spot and, and she recognized that. Right. But it's it's this idea of saying, you know, it's it's not about me versus that other person. It's about where am I in my journey? There's room, I think, personally, for all the businesses, all the entrepreneurs, because we each serve slightly different niches and audiences. But yeah, not like you said, you got to dig deep and kind of look at the shadow work, maybe um, like what's going on in there that's bringing this up right now. Yes, exactly. And I do you mind if I comment quick? I love that you said just space for everybody. Oh, I, I just, I couldn't agree more. This is actually a newer lesson for me too, is we all have very unique parts of our personality that connect with people differently. So there are certain people who might really like my personality and there's other people who are like, oh, she's too much for me. And that's okay to be too much yeah. for someone. It's okay. You know, <laughs> yep. it's okay. And it's also, it's beautiful because if I'm too much for someone, there's someone else who matches their energy better. And that's beautiful. That's not anything wrong on me or anyone else who experiences that. It's 
you know, this, this, it's the human experience, you know, we connect with who we connect to and we can't be all things for all people. And that's a really, really great thing. So I love that you mentioned that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's, I'm going to just comment off that, but it, it's like we, everyone is not our ideal client and it's not even, it's not even possible, you know? And like you said, if someone doesn't jive with you or they don't like your price or exactly what you offer, then they're not your ideal client and there's someone else for them and there's someone else for you. And, and that's okay. Don't take it personally. So speaking of, of your business, do you have any events coming up or things that the listening audience should know about or ways to get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. I'm actually, it's so fun. I'm in this really playful part of my business right now where I'm kind of throwing things out and trying new things and seeing what's what resonates. I think that's the best part about working with women and, and in the coaching space is there's so many dynamics. You know, there's um, an advice giving group or just even a journaling group. So I actually have um, a couple of offerings that take place monthly that are completely free. Uh, one of them is called the breathing room, which is a space where we get together, learn a new perspective, and then we sort of just talk about it. It's a very conversational type of space. And then I have another one called the restoration room, which is a journaling experience. It's much more introspective. So I've, I've spoken to so many women who on the habit front are like, I really want to journal. No idea how to journal. No idea what to do with that. Like, what am I doing? And so I started to do this journaling uh, group as well. So both of those are free. You can find them on the link in my bio and Instagram. So click on those, add them to your calendar, join them when it feels good. Don't join them when it doesn't. Um, and then for anyone who wants to have a deeper dive and sort of connect further on it, the Pivotal Collective actually takes place on Patreon, which for anyone who's not familiar is kind of a paid podcast platform, but it allows you to go back and forth with the creator. So it's a more cost-effective and sort of distant way to receive support from me and other women in the collective without having to pay a high ticket price. So those are the two things I would recommend um, starting with and then just exploring my Instagram, things like that, and let me know what resonates and what questions you have. And um, the beautiful thing is that we're all unique. And so every offering is, is for a different type of person, which I really enjoy. So that's where I would start. I love that. Lots of neat things to kind of dive into and sample. So if you're interested in anything that Christine Axelson was talking about, uh, please check the show notes. I'll have links to those workshops and her website and her podcast as well. So Christine, thank you so much. Yeah, for being on the show. As always, if you like what you're hearing on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. And it really, really helps to leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. The more positive reviews we receive, the easier it is for listeners to find us. And when we do that, we are supporting rad women everywhere. Until next time. Betcha She Did is sponsored by John Erline Photo. Ladies, it's time to put your best face forward. Your headshot should reflect the confidence and professionalism that you bring to the table. I understand that having your photo taken can be a little nerve-wracking, maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's why John Erline Photo is here to coach you every step of the way. With a gentle and supportive approach, John's expertise as an expression coach Will guide you to a headshot that truly captures your unique personality and professionalism. Over 100 five-star reviews can attest to the fact that John Erline Photo has helped hundreds of people feel comfortable, 
and confident in front of his camera. Myself included, I love the headshots I got from John. Everyone deserves to have a headshot that they love, and John is here to make that happen. Book your appointment now at www.johnerlinephoto, that's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in.